0: Uh, remember back when i was in elementary school like 4th grade 5th grade and 6th grade <clears throat> we would uh, go a uh, field trip and uh, during the lunchtime after we had eaten lunch and the teachers would go and hide this treasures it's really notes <clears throat> not the actual and uh, you know they would just tell us to go and uh, go find them and it was like huge huge uh, joy for us to go and search for the treasures, And you go there, like just unturn every rocks that you see or the split in between the uh, tree branches, and you see this little white note says you open it up and it says, "Pencil, you want a pencil well that 's a big, huge treasure in those days you know, and they open it again it 's erasure, and it was a notebook you know that 's just awesome it 's a wonderful uh, a, a memory that I have uh, pretending to uh, a treasure. So, we're going to talk about hidden treasure today. And uh, we are on a uh, uh, series uh, last several weeks and uh, more to come uh, on the uh, parables of Jesus. As a reminder, last week Dan Kim taught us about the parable of new wine and new wineskin. You know, the meaning, as you have heard, is really deep and just so awesome. But to sum it up, the new wine is a new teaching. Of Jesus, and the new wineskin is the renewed person in Christ. So, for us to receive his words, you need to really begin a new life again. We've got to be new again. Now, parable is all about symbols that represent really special meaning. God uses simple things in life to make his points, he uses seeds. Weeds, bread, brick, stone, wine, treasure, and pearls, and and you name it. There's so many uh, uh, things that are just simple things in life that God uses uh, to make point and to tell us what is to come. Like guys, when we do tell jokes and tell humors, it's kind of similar. You know, it may be funny but often spoken in metaphorically, they have a message to carry. I love this particular um, uh, little humor. Um, There was this really rich young man, and he had everything, but there were two things he did not have in his life. One was the love of his life, life. So he was always looking for this perfect, beautiful young Cinderella to marry Second thing that he didn't have, but he wished he had, was to have this amazing uh, hero who could be his mentor. He knew that when you have uh, a wise man to stand next to you, he can help you to guide the life and perhaps maintain his worth that he has. So one day he was driving down the street in a town in his fancy two-seat convertible. And um, he was cruising the streets, and he was kind of not thinking a whole lot, but just looking to see that two things that he didn't have. looking for the potential mentor, looking for the amazing, special lady that he can spend the rest of his life. But as he slowed down his car before the intersection, and to his right there was a bus station, a shelter with a bus station, and he looked, wow, behold, all of a sudden he saw this amazing, amazing lady, beautiful, and just someone that he knew, you know, first eyesight that she is the one. And next to her, there was this hero of his that he wanted to meet for lifetime. If I can meet this guy and he could be my mentor, I can just have a wonderful and a beautiful life maintaining what he has and to grow in wisdom. And then all of a sudden, there was another stranger who was standing over there, a man whom he didn't know, was beginning to have a heart attack. Now he has two seat convertible seat car. The question is, what would you do? Who would you take onto that car? This is what young men did. This young rich man gave his car key to a Hero who could be his mentor and told him to have this car, but with one condition that he takes this man who is having a heart attack to hospital. Then he went on with this beautiful lady taking the bus. If you're looking for something special in life, are you willing to sacrifice what you have to get it? The today's parable of hidden treasure and the pearl of a great price is about death. It's about sacrificing for something for that special things in life. Matthew 13, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure For us to really understand this, we need to understand the meaning that is behind the simple words that are shown in this text, in the verse. When you read this, the first thing that comes to our mind is this. Wow, there's something special that I found. I am going to work hard for it. I got to work and work and work. And that's the first impression that we get. When a man found something special, he worked hard. He went and sold, sacrificed everything and bought it. Man, that's what I have to do. In order to get to this position in life, in order to get to this point in life, I'm going to have to work, 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 work to get there. Sacrifice my time, sacrifice my resources, sacrifice everything to get there. That's the natural way of understanding the meaning of this Bible verse. Because that's how we've been taught, the words that are described here. However, the biblical meaning is somewhat different. In fact, it's very, very different. So let's look at the meaning of each of some of these key words that are represented in this parable. The key words that we need to understand are, what is treasure? Feel, what does feel represent here? And a man. See, we have tend to think, a man must be us. A treasure might be something valuable that we need to go and find working very hard in the field because those are the things that we associate with. But if you don't really want to understand the meaning of it all, you have to look at the Bible in its entirety. If you go back to a few verses before, it describes all about the meaning of these simple words. So if you go to verse 37 and 38, there's a few verses before that. It says this, The one who sows this good seed is the son of man. Who? The one who sows the good seed is son of man. In parables, most often, the man is referred to as Christ. Son of man, not necessarily, not us. Too often when we read this, oh, it must be us, a man. We have to do something. We have to go find it. This parable, it's clear that the man who saws is the Christ, the son of man. And verse 38 also clearly says that the field is world. The field is the world. And the good seed stands for the sons of the kingdom. The seeds that are good represents the sons of the kingdom. Now the seeds, what is seed? In fact, who is seed? Seeds are us. That belongs to kingdom. We are the seeds. We are that buried treasure. So let's look into more details about confirming that treasure represents not something that's valuable like gold or silver or bronze or diamonds. In this Bible context, the treasures are us. God thinks of us as the treasure. Exodus 19, 5, 6 says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice. <laughs> Obeying my voice means you are a good seed. And keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me. God is saying this. Above what? All people. God is making some distinction here. You see this? You're not just a people. You are special treasure, a special people. Even though all of them on earth is mine, you will be considered special treasure. Psalm 135, 4. For the Lord has chosen Jacob, the Israel, for himself. Israel for, will be his special treasure. Malachi 3, 16, 17. Then those who fear the Lord, meaning those who obey the Lord, those who follow the Lord, those who who fear the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them, saw a book, of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. 17 says they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. On the day that i make them my jewels, my treasure. Jewels means special treasure. That means you and I are special treasure. We should never forget that. When something happens to in our lives, instead of asking, wow, God, why is this happening to me? No, no, no. God still considers you a special treasure. So aren't you glad that you believe in someone who believes that you are a special, special treasure regardless what you may have been to? And in the New Testament, we see the same thing. 1 Peter 2, 9, 10. But you are a chosen generation. That's the believers. A royal priesthood, a holy nation. His own special people. Now going back to verse uh, 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and saw all he had and bought that field. Now, substituting the word treasure with us, people, believers, and field with the word world, we now have a special people, us, are hidden in the world. So picture is that we are hidden in this world. How are we then hidden? Sometimes when we look at the word hidden hidden can be sort of like a negative like hiding kind of thing but in this case it's not. It's more like God protecting saying I will continue to stay in the field In the world until I come back. That's what I mean by hidden again. Now, so first there is treasure, the seed, and that's us. In the field, meaning in the world. Then a man who is Christ comes to find us. He saves us who are hiding in the world until he returns, who are protected by God, until he returns. And with a great joy, he goes and sells all he has and buys the field. He buys the world. That means God, Christ, in great joy, sacrifices himself for that treasure, which is us. Another way of looking at this is reading this the verse 44 in, 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 in the context, or weaving into John three sixteen. God so loved us, the treasure, so much that He found us. He found us by sending His Son Jesus, knowing the joy of resurrection to come, to die, selling all He had, His life, on the cross to save us, the treasure. Whosoever believes in him will have the eternal life, the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. You see, this is not just a parable. It's not just illustration. This parable is a message of grace. This is a message of his amazing grace to come. This is the message that I have found you. You are my treasure and I will continue to protect you and I will go to the cross and joyfully sacrifice everything that I have so that I can buy the entire world so when I come back, we'll be together again. It is a powerful, powerful Message of grace. It's not just one of the few parables. Every parable is actually message of grace. But this is amazing, amazing grace that God, Jesus is portraying. Saying that I am coming back. I am coming back. And I'll be with you. While you are hidden. While you are in this earth. Until I come back. Now, a pearl of a a great price is very much the same. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Normally, we would think, oh, there is perfect pearl. I want to go buy it. I don't have money, so I'm going to have to work hard, 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 and going to go get that pearl. That's how we think of it. But the message... In the context of the grace, is not so. Because if we had to work hard, hard, hard to get something, that's not grace. Grace is something that God has given us freely. It is his intent to find us, which he did, and giving us that grace, the forgiveness for free. Now, pearl is unique, and it's so interesting. God uses, take certain uh, uh, simple words, whether it's brick or stone, which you guys know what it is. You know, uh, new uh, wine, a new wineskin. And um, it's it's so interesting because pearl is so unique. And why it's so unique? Well, first of all, I thought honey was unique. Pearl is also extremely unique. It's kind of similar to honey. Honey is uh, unique in a sense. Well, we know we had this whole book written by our friend here, you know, David Silk, Be Parable Beast. Honey is unique in the sense that it is only organic food or material that does not decay. There is no other organic food that does not decay after, I don't know, three, four, five days. Honey lasts for hundreds of years, perhaps thousands of years, it does not decay. Likewise, pearl is different from any other gems. Pearls are made by a living organism. Oyster, as a result of pain and suffering, a small grain of sand, impurity, a sinner like us, Invades the world, invades the oyster. So oyster protects itself for this little tiny sand by producing a fluid to coat this irritant, the pain, the sinner. And after layer upon layer upon layer of this coating, when it's deposited again and again with layer after layer, it turns into treasure, a pearl. Pearl is organic. The message is that we too are irritant. We too are sinners. Invaded this earth as a sinner, irritant, but covered by the blood of Jesus, we can gradually become the thing of beauty. Beauty to jewel the treasure, the pearl. And to make us into a pearl, he would sell himself, that he would die on the cross to buy us the treasure. And when you read this Bible verse, without thinking about the grace It's easy for us to think that merchant is going around looking for that great pearl, the kingdom of heaven. Not so if the merchant meant us. That means that we have the world hard, hard, hard for the pearl. The grace is that we don't have the world for it. So therefore, merchant cannot be us. Merchant is our Lord Jesus Christ who found us when he found us he went and sacrificed all he had to give us that grace so in summary next slide so you can remember treasure we think of as some treasure box but it means us it means you and I, the biblical meaning. The field, you think of it as just open meadow or the field. In biblical meaning, it means the world. A man, you may think of it as one of us, as man or woman, human. But biblically, it means Christ Himself. A merchant, it's not. This businessman, trading person? No, in the Bible context, it's Christ himself finding us. And pearl, it's not simply the pearl from the oyster, but it's again the oyster, uh, the pearl, the treasure is us. That's what it means. This is the grace or the message of the grace. We cannot buy the kingdom of God. We cannot buy the salvation. We cannot buy the grace. We can only be founded. We can be only founded by the grace of God. If the Christ, it is the Christ who has found us with love who goes to the cross to pay for it that's the message of this parable and he's saying he will keep us comfort us be with us in this world in this field until he returns remember John 15:6 you god saying you did not choose me I chose you you did not find me I found you first you did not love me first I loved you first yes let me remind you again when you read this Jesus is the merchant he is the one who is looking for us. Yes, Jesus is the man this parable is talking about, looking for that treasure that you and I. You may be going through some tough times right now. God is still looking to save us. God is still looking to comfort us. God is still looking to lift us up and he is not done with you to him we are you are the most valued treasure so be confident that whatever you finished that he will finish what you started whatever you started that he will finish and be comforted that he has found you and he will never let you go Let us pray. Father God, we thank you.